Hello everyone, this is Barbara Littles and I'm coming to you today from High Capacity Woman. And let me tell you this morning, I have a young woman here and she is going for the gold. So I want you all to get your coffee, your latte and your tea. I want you to sit back as we talk to a world champion. And right now she's getting ready for the softball Olympics and we're cheering her on as she heads to Tokyo, Japan. And so we're gonna be talking today to Michelle Moultrie. And let me tell you a little bit about Michelle. Michelle is a world champion, as I said. We're gonna find out about her journey this morning. I know that she, in 2019, she was a Pan American uh, Games gold medalist. She was a gold medalist in 2000 and I believe 18. She was a gold medalist with the WBSC. And she has, her dossier is so long. If I did it this morning, we would be here all day. So I am just going to stop there. And after we come back, we are going to hear from this world champion and we're going to hear about her journey. And I can tell you that it is a journey of faith, perseverance, focus, team, and leading. So sit back and listen for Michelle. She leads, she's powerful. She's strong, unforgettable. She knows what she's about and she's building from the inside out. And she's a high capacity. Welcome to the High Capacity Woman Show with your host, Barbara M. Littles. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning. How How are are you? you? I'm doing good. Happy to be here. Well, thank you for coming. I will have to tell everybody, ladies, this is my niece. And she (laughs) is, I told her she is actually living my dream. So, (laughs) Michelle, you are on your way to the Olympics. But before we get there... I want you to tell us, tell the ladies a little bit about your journey. So I've had a really just cool story, I think, of playing softball. And I don't even almost know how I ended up here because I think just it's been such a cool story of faith and of God putting me in places and giving me opportunities. But I started playing softball when I was young. My parents put me in t-ball and I was following my, I have older sisters. I was following their footsteps. They played sports. And I just, it was something I always loved playing on a softball team. And I think it was, I can even remember friends from those, those young teams. And so even the friendship of playing on teams has been something that I was always loved about softball and youth sports. And I always just played in local, local leagues. I played a little bit of travel ball, but not as much as a lot of sports are like now at the youth level. And I didn't think I would play in college softball, but I got an opportunity like pretty much to try out right at try out for my college softball team right after I had graduated high school to get seen by a coach. And just, that's not very common, but most people get recruited years before they start their college journey. And so I kind of got picked up right at the last moment. And I went to the university of Florida, which was one of the nation's best softball teams at the time and still, and I ended up on that team, ended up playing really well. When I was a junior in college, I got invited to try out for team USA and It was, I never saw anything like that coming and it was just an amazing opportunity. And even that year was a rebuild year. So they were kind of rebuilding from scratch and I ended up making that team and have been on that team ever since. And so that was in 2011. Wow. Michelle makes this, the way she says it, she just makes it sound like, oh, it's just, you know, it's just like, I don't know how I got here. And God truly has led your way because it seems like you've been involved in a lot of different intersections. And we're going to talk about that where you 
you know, came up with an opportunity and then there was a change. Like, for example, last year you were supposed to be in the 2020 Olympics. And yes. of course, that didn't happen because of COVID, right? right. <laughs> but she's going for the goal in 2021. So let's go back a little bit. You started playing when you were young and, you know, you continue to play, you know, like you said, T-ball and a number of other things. What was it about softball necessarily that really interested you, though? I really like softball. I think I like the the team aspect of it, the, just the team sport. I like the challenge of it as well. Like there's so many different parts of the game. There's there's the defense side. There's throwing and hitting. And then there's kind of strategy. And, and you get a little bit of individual time, I guess, when you're at bat and things like that. And so I think I've always loved that about the game. And then even like I said earlier, I really connected like with teammates when I was playing softball kind of more than, than other sports. And so it was something that even like at a, maybe like a youth level, I just felt like I was part of a team. I was, we were going for something like, you know, we were going to build all season and then at the end try to win, you know, the, the league or something. And so I think that's something that I've always just really liked about softball in particular. Well, I want to come back and ask you about that because one of the things that I've noticed as you have had you know, quite a bit of media coverage and interviews. There are th- two things that stand out to me as I was reading those articles over the years. And there are two things that I've always heard you mention in those articles. And I'm going to come back later and mention them, but you've always mentioned God mm-hmm. and your faith, and you always mention team. And so I know that that is a huge part of your life and what you do. And some people have such a hard time with team, whether it's business, whether it's, you know, in sports, and so, especially when we're gifted, you know, so I'm going to come back and ask you about that. But I also know that when you finished high school, first of all, you were on the number one team. You were on Florida Gators, all right? Yeah. She's from Jacksonville. So she's in Sunnyville, Jacksonville today. So uh, <laughs> Jacksonville, Florida. So I have to say that because I'm in West Virginia and the sun's not shining. And even if it's not real sunny in Jacksonville, I know it's more sun than it is in West Virginia. But tell us, because when you graduated from high school, you had scholarships, my understanding, to other places in the country, but you didn't want to leave Florida. That's the, that's the story I got. You didn't want to leave Florida. Yeah, I had some scholarships too. Like I, I actually did get a scholarship to go to Howard, kind of right at the end of my high school journey. And I had some scholarships in Florida. I had some other scholarships in Florida that weren't like full scholarship offers, but I really wanted to go to the University of Florida, even just for the school, like, you know, being, you know, not very far away from Jacksonville. I just thought, I just love Florida. I want to be like, this is a school I want to go to. And um, I wasn't sure if I was going to get an opportunity to play softball there, but I know their softball team is just like really, really good. And so I wanted to kind of pursue that. So my understanding is that you walked onto the team. Is that correct? Now, and I want to bring that up because people sometimes quit very easily Mm -hmm. and it takes some perseverance to have some scholarships, even if they're partial or whatever, other places, but then your mind is, this is the team I want to play for. This is the school I want to attend. So I'm going to try to walk on. Tell us about that experience. Yeah. I think something that I didn't know in high school was that, you know, that other people were being recruited kind of early earlier in their high school years, maybe like when they're sophomores or freshmen. And so I, I was kind of a late starter when I was a senior kind of trying to reach out to coaches and things like that. And so when I did reach out to the university of Florida and to a lot of other schools, I got 
you know, oh, we're, we're done recruiting. We're, we've already done recruiting your class of students. And so I got a lot of no's and pretty much all no's from, for most people at that point. So it did kind of take some perseverance there to say, you know, I'm going to continue to try. And I think I even wanted to, was like, okay, maybe this is the end of my softball career. But I do remember my dad specifically saying, you've put so much work into this at this point. Like you've got to keep trying all the way up until, you know, until someone tells you no for sure. And so I did get an email back from the University of Florida and they said, well, we're done recruiting for your class, but we do have open tryouts sometimes. And, you know, we'll take a look at you if you're I had already gotten accepted to the school. If you're around, we'll take a look. And so I ended up getting to try out kind of at one of their summer camps. So I went to their summer camp and they got to see me play in game situations and different things like that. And then I got a call from the coach later that summer saying, we're going to let you play with the team for the fall season. We'll just see how it goes. And then we'll go from there. And so it was, I played really well and got to stay on the team. <laughs> well, we'll just see how it goes. I remember your coach and I, it's not exact quote, but I remember him talking about you coming and trying out and he's, and you really turned out to be one of the top players on the Gators. And so, you know, ladies, I just want you to know t- to me, your story, Michelle has been so encouraging and so inspiring because I know to have my brother, your dad say, you know, listen, go, go go anyway. And to have that family support is so important, you know, especially at your age when you're trying to, you know, really pursue something that, you know, I'm not really sure, but this is what I love to do. Tell us about your family support. And because I know you have, well, tell us about your family, first of all, (laughs) sisters and brothers, and then your family support in terms of your journey. Okay. So I have three older sisters and they all played sports and we're very close. And then I also have two younger brothers as well. And our family, I think we just have a great family. We all, you know, grew up together playing sports and stuff around the house and outside and in organized leagues and unorganized leagues. And so we just have like a a family that loves to be active, I think. (laughs) And my mom and dad have always been very supportive on my journey and just especially kind of a a great bond with my dad playing softball because, you know, I started off playing in T-ball for a couple of years, but then when I, right around the age of maybe 10, my dad, he decided he was going to coach the team. He was going to coach my team. So (laughs) yeah. So then, so then we ended up, it's been a great bonding, I think experience for us. And he's always coached me even from then he was coaching my team all the way up through High school, I was playing on teams um, where he was my coach. And then when I would come home for the summers, he would continue to practice with me. And even in this in this season now, as a professional, I don't have that many resources. I'm most of the time practicing by myself. But when I get the chance, my dad still goes out with me to the park and we were hitting together and talking through things. And so that kind of support has been, I don't think I'd be here without that kind of support. So it's very special to me. That is so awesome. That is, it's so awesome. And, you know, like I said, you know, your dad and my brother and I used to play baseball together when we were young. And so I'd be the only girl out there because I was kind of a little tomboy, Michelle. And so I always say that you really are living my dream. Not only that, guys, her number is 16, which is my birthday. Um, so I always remember her number. And so to see you in this place is absolutely wonderful. And then to see the bond you know, with the whole family and, you know, your dad. And I know 
a lot of us in the family, we had our tickets to go to Japan last year and Mm -hmm. uh, that didn't happen, but we are so grateful to be really cheering you on. And I love this story of the perseverance of you, you know, really pursuing what you want, because quite frankly, there are only a certain number of players on a team. So it's not like, you know, there are 50 players, you know, on a team. So it's competitive. It's competitive. Tell us how you feel about competition. I really, I love competition. I love, I think, I think I love trying to get the best out of myself and just seeing, you know, kind of that kind of almost competing with how good can I be if I'm, if I'm trying my hardest, if I'm learning new things. And so that's kind of how I feel about competition. Sometimes it's kind of funny because I, sometimes I don't think I'm that competitive because I, I don't know, I don't necessarily in board games and stuff. I'm not like trying to embarrass the other people or like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. He's nice. If that's a good <laughs> analogy. Yeah. But I'm always trying to get the best, I think, out of myself and challenge myself to succeed. And so I think that's kind of how I feel about it. Okay. So that's what I was looking for was that key because people see competition in a lot of different ways, but there's something about a person. And I think that there is an anatomy to an Olympian. I really do. There's something about a person who tries to get the best out of themselves. It's not so much about everybody else. We recognize people are there, but I'm trying to get the best out of myself. Tell us what it's like, because I think this is so important in any part of life. Tell us what it's like to get the, try to get the best out of yourself and to be disciplined enough. Talk to us about discipline to get the best out of yourself. See, I need some help here, ladies. So, you know, I'm digging in for the gold today, you know, because you've had to stay, you've had to stay active. You've had to stay in shape. There's so many things and mentally that you've had to do in order to be in this place. So talk to us about discipline and really self leading yourself. This is, it's been interesting. I think, so for me, I think it's just one of the biggest things is even just staying in the sport. And even if you fail, continuing to continuing to move forward. And so like, there's a lot of failure in softball. You know, if you're, if you have four at bats for the day, if you, if you get two hits, you'd be two, two out of four is considered great. And, you know, baseball, softball. And so there's a lot of times where you're not having a good day, your swing doesn't feel great. And I think it's for me trying to get the best out of myself is really working on those, those different skills and disciplines and thinking them through and coming up with my, sometimes coming up with my own kind of trying to coach myself, not necessarily just always taking information from others, but really kind of like taking information, assess, like, is this what I feel? Is this good for me? And so kind of thinking about softball in that way, I do a lot of training that way. And then it is definitely hard to train even physically, like going to the gym and running and lifting. And I probably don't do that great with those things, but it's, it's hard to do it by yourself. But I think it's those things you also have to just kind of keep pushing through and realizing that, you know, even if you have a team of people to work with, or you have to do it by yourself, that I'm working towards a goal and trying to prioritize what types of things I'm going to practice. Those are the type of things that I'm always kind of thinking about. Wow. Well, I'd like you to speak in, Michelle, to this word, this next word I'm going to give you, because I think that everything in life that's worthwhile, and I remember my dad telling us this, you know, anything in life that's worthwhile is going to be, there's going to be some difficulty in it. But I think of the word sacrifice. And I know that you have ha- must have had to make a lot of sacrifice over the years 
to be where you are. And sometimes people now don't want to make the sacrifice. Talk to us about the types of sacrifices and decisions you've had to make in order to stay in the game and to perfect your game. The first, or the, I think that kind of the biggest thing that comes to mind is, is really like a financial sacrifice, because I think in softball, there's not very many opportunities to continue playing after college. And so um, it's definitely not like men's sports where they're making millions of dollars. And so you're kind of trying to mostly, I think in softball, you kind of get a little bit of stipend here or there. Sometimes your stipend is attached to if you won, if you're winning. (laughs) And so it's, it's very, I think I see a lot of women in sports having to have other jobs besides they're working at their sport. So they have to go into coaching or they have to have something part-time as well as practicing and training. And so that's kind of been my journey for a long time. Only in the past, maybe two or three years, have I been able to focus particularly on softball because it's been an Olympic year, but um, the years prior to that, I've had to have other jobs. So I've had other coaching jobs and having to do like softball camps or, and I've had some internships and things like that. And so this, that's been one of the biggest kind of sacrifices. And I think even it's been a little bit difficult because sometimes people will discourage you not, they're not trying to be discouraging, but they'll say like, is this really, you know, what are you working towards? There's no softball's not usually an Olympic sport. So if, 10 years ago, someone might say to me, like, this is not a good choice for you to be playing professional sports when there's not, it'd be better for you to get a stable job to, to go into this, a different area. And so I think kind of mentally you have that battle as well. If, am I doing the right thing? And, and just trying to, like you said, you know, if I'm pursuing my dream, so I'm going to stick with it. And so I think those are some of the biggest sacrifices that I've had to deal with. I love that because, and those are huge sacrifices. They really are. And I think when you are taking a path that has not been traveled or the road less traveled, and I love that book, the road less traveled, <laughs> and especially when people have not traveled that road before, they look and say, well, why are you doing that? You know, I, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I've had people in my life say, you know, why are you making that change over here? Why don't you stay here? And a lot of times it's because it's not because people are mean or malicious. It's because they think that they're looking out for your best interest right. <laughs> when they're asking the question. And then, you know, sometimes you begin to ask that question yourself. So I really applaud you for staying in there and really pursuing your dream. One thing that I've noticed about you is you seem to have a extreme, I, and maybe I, this is just from the outside looking in, a focus. Talk to us about focus. How important has focus been to you? in your career and in life? It's been, it's been very important. And for me, my focus is, is kind of in, in line with my purpose. And so I've, I've actually found a lot of purpose in softball, not just playing the game, just playing the sport, but also when we talked about like earlier about our team, I've found a lot of times that the people that I'm with on my teams that I've have a, an opportunity to like speak into their life or to be just a good friend to somebody who really needed a friend. Sometimes you're watching a sport on TV and and you just see an athlete as an athlete, but they could be going through some things, hard things in life. And it's a really cool dynamic to be a part of a team that way and to kind of get to know people as, as people and not just as this is your profession and this is what you're doing for us. Um, And so I have found so much purpose in that. And that's why I do like a lot of faith type of things, try try to mix it in with the sports, because I think there's people who 
and there, there's people who almost need, they need friends. They need somebody who's a light to their life. They need just people who are going to be encouraging. And I feel like God has put me on teams, like specifically to just even just be friends to people and to be a minister to the people around me. And so I'm always thinking about that. And so I kind of focus on that when I, when I feel like I get some maybe noise from the outside about, is she good enough to be on this team or something like that? I just try to keep the focus there. Wow. That is absolutely awesome. You know, and the issue of faith, I know is important to you and it's uh, the central part focus of your life. And we're going to talk about a little bit more how you've incorporated that into softball. But I, you know, we've had women that have been on the podcast, Michelle, and they've talked about building their businesses and things that have happened to them. And each one of them, their business and what they were doing was fueled by their faith. And some things that they know and acknowledge would have never happened for them, no matter how hard they worked, absent their faith. And so to find purpose in that is absolutely so critical. And I know that you do camps. So you've done camps, right? During the summer. Tell us about your camps. So I do some softball camps where I'm teaching and instructing. And so that way we get to interact with youth players and, and help them get better. And a friend of mine, Janie Reed, who's also on the U.S. team, she uh, just had a great idea about going out to just being more, more visible, going out to youth tournaments and things like that and speaking and, and doing instruction in camps. And so when we do a camp, we try to incorporate not only the softball instruction, but we'll have question and answer time. We'll have time where we're sharing our stories, whether it's faith, whether it's our softball journey, letting the young women know, like, it's not just about softball, but there's some things there's, you know, here's the hard parts about college softball. Here's the teamwork type of issues that people go through. And so we're trying to give them kind of like a more whole experience than just like the softball instruction. So it's really cool. um, Some of the camps that we get to do. That's great. So you, you're really giving them uh, life lessons right. that may have come from your experience playing softball, but like, this is life. <laughs> These are the life lessons and the things that, that you've learned. So tell us, because I understand that each year that you've been on the USA softball team, and even for the Olympics, you have to try out each year. Yes. And I yep. don't think people know that. I didn't know that. You know, I thought, <laughs> you know, kind of once you get on the team and if you're still good, you're on the team. But you actually have to try out each year. What was the first year that you were on the USA team? The first year was 2011. So you've been trying out every year. What (laughs) what is that like? What is that process like? What does it feel like? And what did it feel like when you tried out for the Olympic team? It's always a a nerve-wracking process. Um, Just like you said, I mean, there's only so many spots open on a team. And so to know that, you know, you can go out there, you can try your hardest, but it may or may not happen is, is always just, yeah, just nerve wracking. (laughs) And then a lot of times in professional sports, you're training on your own. So you don't necessarily have a coach to follow and you have to come up with your own plan, your own uh, training. And so sometimes it's, it's thinking, you know, did I do enough? Am I doing the right things? Am I practicing the right things? So I think there's a lot of pressure there, but it's been, it's been good over the years. I've been fortunate enough to continue to make the team. And it's always a hard, even the tryout process is hard because we end up scrimmaging each other and playing each other. And so you're facing like a world-class pitcher after world-class pitcher. (laughs) And so it's kind of just, it's just a fun, it's kind of a fun environment because everybody knows it's going to be really hard. 
Yeah. But then that final Olympic tryout, it was just more pressure than ever because, you know, you know, there's, there's different people. Some years, if there's not really anything going on, maybe you don't get everybody trying out for the team, but on this year, you know, everybody in softball wants to be on this team. And so you have a lot of competition, you know, it's like, you've been working at this and you know, you know, you don't really necessarily know if it's just the right time for you and if it's going to work out. So it was very stressful, but it was very also just almost like surreal when I did make the team. So it was really cool. I was going to say, when you make the team, it's like really rewarding. It's like, it is so funny because I remember when you, well, first when you first tried out for the USA team, but then when you tried out for the Olympic team, we were all sitting and waiting. We were waiting for that number to come up. We knew Michelle, <laughs> she's, she made it. And I think it was, was it a Sunday they announced it? I think it might've been a Sunday that the I'm announcement sure. came out. The real reason I say that, because I remember posting on Facebook. I remember calling my pastor and saying, <laughs> <laughs> who's going to the team? Who's going to the team? So, but that is so wonderful. I just absolutely love this journey. I think that your story is so critical to people who are doing business or who are doing sports or who are doing life. This issue of perseverance, this issue of getting up and trying again. You talked earlier about being, you know, there's a lot of failure, you know, in softball, because, you know, you may have a good game and, you know, some days you may not have a great game. How do you process failure in life? I've been thinking about this uh, lately. And I, I think, especially when it comes to softball, Um, I think that the fact that I am on a team helps me to not put as much pressure on myself when I do fail. And so I kind of try to think about it that way that, you know, if I failed during one at bat towards, if it was, if I was the last one and I was the last chance for our team and it's the bottom of the seventh inning and it's not to put so much pressure on myself in that moment, because our team had a whole game to, I guess, perform or succeed. And so I'm not trying to put too much pressure in myself in that situation. And then also, I think I had some moments in college where I did fail kind of in a big, in a big game, I dropped a ball or something. And it was a great learning experience for me because I just realized, you know, everybody gets over it. You know, you have to kind of keep moving, you know, even a lot of times you might fail, you might make a big mistake in the third inning of the game and you have to you have to move past it. You still have a game left to play and and there's a chance for you to, to do well. And so you kind of have to be able to move on quickly. (laughs) I love that lesson because now you're in the outfield, right? Yes. And you play different positions in the out. What what position are you playing now in the outfield? Right now I play right field. Right field. Okay. All right. I love that analogy because, because a lot of times things do happen in life and you can sit there and you can ponder it for the rest of the game and, and you're just out of the game, mentally you're out of the game. Mm-hmm. Or you can say, you know, it's third inning. I have a, I have a rest of the game to play. Let me get up and get past this. And it really takes some mental self-talk, mm-hmm. <laughs> the right yep. self-talk to be able to do that. So ladies, I want you, no matter what you're building today, I just want you to remember that, that you are going to have, you know, success is on the other side of failure. And I just don't believe you can get to success success without experiencing some failure. And so it's a matter of how you process it, how you move through it. And that's in your business, that's in your career, no matter what it is. And I would say, Michelle, that one moment doesn't define you. Right. (laughs) You know, that's great. One moment doesn't define you. 
even though sometimes people will try to keep you in that moment. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you remember when, right? <laughs> but one moment doesn't define you, but we enjoy the moments that are great and those that are not, we move past those moments. So tell us what is, what's next for you? I know you're getting ready for Tokyo and what is that training process like as you're getting ready for, for I always tell going for the gold. As you're getting ready to go to go to Tokyo, take the gold. What what does that training process look like for you? So right, we started back in January, and our team got back together because so, we weren't practicing together at all for the last couple of months. But we so we we've, we've started practicing for about two weeks at a time. We'll get together and practice because we also all live in different places of the country, so we can't necessarily practice together all the time. So we'll get together and practice. We're practicing every day, lifting and and running and um, just working on different things. And then we we have some games. Hopefully there's some college teams that um, they've started up. And I think last week the college season started. So moving forward, we'll play some games probably against college teams to prepare. And then we have we kind of stay in that schedule. So we'll go probably two weeks on, then two weeks at home by ourselves preparing and then back with the team for two weeks. And then as we get closer and closer to Tokyo, our whole team will be together. Some of our players are still in college. So we've got three college players that aren't practicing with us right now. But starting in June, our whole team will be together and we'll probably go all of June and then all of July. And then Tokyo, the Olympics is the end of July. Wow. Wow. Well, you know, I just I love it. I you know, the it's it's so funny because when you say no, we're two weeks, you know, on someplace and then we're two Mm -hmm. weeks home by ourselves. And the the interesting thing is, and I think that these these lessons are so important in life that, you know what, you're going to have periods of time when you have to push yourself, you know, so that those two weeks at home, ladies, remember, it's not two weeks off, it's two weeks at (laughs) home where she has to push herself in reference to making sure that, you know, you stay on top of of your game physically and and otherwise. And uh, so, but softball has given you an opportunity also to see different parts of the world. Yes. Tell us about that. Cause I, you know, I like to travel. So I think that's wonderful. Where have you gone and what you've been able to see playing softball? I've gotten to go to, I've been in preparation to go into Tokyo. We've been going to Japan. So that's been a really cool experience. And Japan also has, they have a great softball team. So we go over there to, to practice sometimes in the past couple of years. And then we also play, we play a lot in Canada. And so some, maybe like one time a summer, we might have a candidates tournament every now and then we'll go to a South American country and play. And we've been one time when I was on the team, we went to our championship world championship was in the Netherlands. So we got to go to Europe and play there. And so it's always really cool just to see different cultures. And even um, you can kind of see cultural differences, even in the game of softball, which is kind of cool because, you know, different different countries have different strategies of how they play and different kind of even mechanics and stuff of how they do things. And so it's, it's really cool to be able to play on an international level. That is absolutely awesome. So what would you say? Cause there are a lot of, you know, of course, you know, your uncle Frederick, my husband, Mm -hmm. he just brags about all the time, you know? (laughs) And so he has all these little girls used to be in Michigan. They say, Michelle, Michelle, oh, Michelle, number 16, right? What would you, so there are, there are young girls out there that are watching you, their parents are watching. What would you say, what advice would you give them if they really were thinking about pursuing a college career or a professional career in softball? 
I would tell them just even to, it's okay to, to dream of themselves in that position. And so for me, I, I don't think I ever really saw myself playing in college or playing pro, but I, I kind of wish that I had that dream almost at a little bit younger age. And so I would encourage them to, yeah, to just have the, I don't know, have the, just encourage to be able to pursue that dream. And then I would also say that the practice is important. So it's important to practice the skills of the game, because even when you do get to a next level, you're going to have to perform at that level. So it's, there's a lot that goes with that. And then, and then I'd also say to, to kind of be maybe proactive, maybe in those high school years of reaching out to coaches there, there's some different rules about whether you can actually talk to them at a certain age, but you can always reach out and you can send them videos and you can say, I'm interested in in coming to your school. And they might not be able to respond to you, but they do get that information. And so I think, you know, if there's somewhere that you really want to go, just kind of starting the process of, of reaching out and seeing if that opportunity is there. Reaching out. That is great advice. And I think, ladies, that's great advice for anyone, no matter what you're doing, is to reach out to that next place, to the next level of where it is you want to go. So, lady, I want you to refresh your coffee and your latte and your tea, because when we come back, we're going to have, we're going to take notes. And Michelle's going to give us some notes just on life lessons learned that we can apply anywhere. Michelle, we're back to let's take notes. The ladies have their notepads out and they've refreshed their coffee, tea, and latte. And so I just want to ask you in this segment, what are some of the things that you would say, advice that you would give to people just in general in life for whatever it is they want to pursue? I would say one of the um, greatest things I'm learning and have learned through softball really is that point of of purpose. And so what is it like intrinsically to you? You know, why are you doing what you're doing? And I think if you can, if you can find something that clicks for you, that this is what I love to do. And this is how I feel like I'm making an impact on others. I think that that's going to be the, that's, I've always found that as extremely motivating and I'm not always motivated by other people saying, okay, this is the step you should be on. But I've, I always found that internal purpose as as something that just keeps me going, keeps me being to be able to persevere through hardships and different challenges. And so I think purpose is just really important to me. Purpose is uh, purpose is key. Go ahead. <laughs> Another thing that I'm learning lately is just how to how to work well with others and how to kind of collaborate. And so it's interesting on our team, you know, we have 18 players who are all really great at what they do. And we have to somehow kind of come together and sometimes, and sometimes it's not necessarily easy because everybody is very um, sure about this is how, this is how I prepare when I'm by myself. And this is how you prepare when you're by yourself. And so we have to kind of come together and work together. And I think that I'm learning that if someone else prepares differently than me, it's not necessarily wrong, but it's their journey. It's how they think. And so kind of having some grace for each other and that we're not all the same. I'm really learning that lately. And I think it's really, it's really going great. It helps with the communication. It helps with the unity of the team. So that's something I'm learning lately too. That, that is awesome because I always tell people, you know, you are uh, more than enough. 
and to give yourself grace. And sometimes we give ourselves grace, uh, you know, Michelle, but we're not willing to give other people grace. And, <laughs> and so I think learning that lesson, you know, in collaboration and in teamwork is that, you know, it's not necessarily my way is a highway. I can learn from other people. They can learn from me. But it's only when we give each other grace that we're able to do that. We're able to do that. So as we come to the end, Michelle, I know that uh, there's some fun facts about you. Uh, yeah, I got some fun facts about you. Uh, your favorite <laughs> book I heard was, uh, of course, the Bible. Yes. And Redeeming Love. And you love Beth Moore. So we have, yeah. we have a lot in common. So <laughs> tell us about that. Tell us about that. I know you've talked about your faith, mm -hmm. uh, but how do you incorporate that in your daily life in terms of, you know, your daily living, whether it be around softball or around life? Yeah, so I I try to read the Bible every day and get the word in me because I feel like it's very important. And then also I've found that I want to learn from others. I want to be getting, you know, I want to listen to other podcasts or other people speaking about different also messages from the Bible. So Beth Moore is one of my favorite people to follow. And I, I've done some of her Bible studies and things like that. And I feel like it's helped me to even say, okay, this is how I'm going to read and study. And, and so I feel like that's been a really cool part of my journey. And then I also really like music. So I like uh, listening to, I like to go on walks and listen to music and, um, and a lot of times it's, it's going to be some sort of Christian music that I'm just helping me get to like a good place. And so I think that's kind of part of my daily routine as well. That's wonderful. I love that. And then you have this downtime when you, when you do have some downtime, I hear pride and prejudice, sound of music, and you got mail, uh, some of your favorite movies. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I said, she, she's my kind of girl. Okay. You know, <laughs> I, I like this. So tell us about that. Tell us. It's so funny because when, when my husband and I watch movies, we like different movies. Okay. So like <laughs> your list would be my list and he would have a totally different list, but is obviously there's a type of <laughs> movie that you like to watch when you do have that time. Tell us about that type of movie type of downtime you like. Yeah, I like, I really tend to like, like kind of historical fiction. So kind of the pride and prejudice kind of, you know, back in time or something. And I also like, you know, family oriented family-oriented movies, um, romantic movies. Yeah, I, so that's kind of like the type of things that I like. And also things that are like pretty calming. And so I'd, uh, maybe comedy, but more like in a, more like a sitcom type of comedy than, you know, is, is just funny to me. Like everyday life, you know, it's, everyday it's funny. Life. Yeah. Everyday life. <laughs> so tell us how we can support you as you are heading for the gold. People, if they want to follow you, follow where you're doing, follow what the team is doing. How can they follow you? You can follow me at my, on my Twitter, which is at Moultrie 16. And, and then our, also our softball team has a Twitter page, a Facebook page, Instagram. So if you search USA softball or USA softball women's national team, they are, all, are always posting pictures from our practices and camps and um, sometimes game clips and things like that or streaming. Some of our games are streamed, so you can even watch them. So if you want to follow along, you can follow USA Softball. And yeah, there'll be pr plenty of content on us there. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And, you know, I want to say before we close, Michelle, as you know, I remember when you joined USA team, 
they took softball out of the Olympics that year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, so you've had some longevity here. You you've been waiting and we're like, okay, let her stay healthy enough. So now they're putting it back in the Olympics. And so I just want to say we are so proud of you. Thank you for coming by today and visiting the high capacity woman. And truly you are a high capacity woman and you are such an example for women your age and for women who are older in terms of really how to persevere, how to have faith, how to focus, how to really lead ourselves and how to have a life that is a high capacity life, not only for us, but in the glorification of God. Thank you so much for coming, Michelle. Thank you. I've enjoyed it so much. All right. And we're praying for you as you go for the gold. Thank you. All right. She leads, she's powerful. She's strong, unforgettable. She knows what she's about and she's building from the inside out. And she's a high capacity.